You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So today I want to minister on small things, big things. Small things, big things. There's nothing more ridiculous than to allow your present situation, the things that you are facing right now, to cause you to doubt the fulfillment of God's promises. The promises that God has given you, every one of them will be fulfilled. Remember, the Bible teaches in the book of 1 Corinthians 1 verse 20 that every one of His promises are yes, and they are aiming to the glory of God through us. God's name is glorified in you and through you when those promises come to fulfillment. All of us are dreaming big dreams. Let me see your hand if you have big dreams about the future. Trusting God for big things. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope or the future that you hope for. I think one of the greatest mistakes that people make, greatest mistake that people make in, in trusting God for the big things or wanting to do the big things They never start doing the small things. Jesus said, if you are faithful in the small things, I will entrust you with the bigger things. That's the kingdom way. Small things, big things. Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. Jesus said, if you are faithful in the small things, you'll be faithful in the big things. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It's very important for us to be faithful in the small things. The small things. Have you been faithful in the small things? The word faithful is actually linked to the word faith. If you want your faith to increase, just become more faithful. Faithful in the small things. When you are faithful in the small things, you'll be faithful in the big things. Small things, then big things. I want to read from the J.B. Phillips translation. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Jesus is speaking here and he's saying the man who is faithful in the little things will be faithful in the big things. And the man who cheats in the little things will cheat in the big things. So that if you are not fit to be trusted to deal with the wicked wealth of this world, who will trust you with the true riches? And if you are not trustworthy with something else's property, who will give you property of your own? Sometimes when we are faithful in the small things, we can think, oh, it's nothing. But it has an extraordinary effect in the spirit when it comes to the big things. The Passion Translation, listen to this, Luke chapter 16, verse 10. The one who manages the little he has been given with faithfulness and integrity will be promoted and trusted with greater responsibilities. But those who cheat with the little they have been given will not be considered trustworthy to receive more. If you've not handled the riches of this world with integrity, why should you be trusted with the eternal treasures of the spiritual world? And if you've not been proven faithful with what belongs to another, why should you be given wealth of your own? It is impossible for a person to serve two masters at the same time. 
You will be forced to love the one and reject the other. One master will be despised. The other will have your loyal devotion. It is no different with God and the wealth of this world. You must enthusiastically love and be definitely reject the other. Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. Tell them again, say, small things, big things. Somebody with great responsibility, with a big responsibility, you have to ask yourself, have I been faithful with the small responsibilities? Make sure that you've been faithful in the small things so that God can entrust you with the big things. You may say, God has called me to have a big business, to have a big company, maybe a big ministry or a big church, maybe to be a big giver. Have you been faithful in the small things? If you believe God has called you to be in ministry to do big things, are you faithful with the one person? Are you faithful with five? Are you faithful with ten? Because if you are faithful with the small, God will entrust you with bigger things. Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. The same is true in, in business. Finances. If you believe God has called you to be a financial channel to bless the kingdom of God, have you been faithful with the one rand? Have you been faithful with the five and the ten and the fifty, the five hundred, the five thousand, the fifty thousand? Remember, small is relative from where you are coming from and how you view things. Some people might say, I come from a small country. I come from a small family. Your family of 10 might be small to you where another person considers a family of 100 small. Oftentimes because people just want to focus upon the big things, they neglect the small things. You have to be faithful in the small things for God to entrust you with the big things. Sometimes because somebody just wants a big company and they're working for a big company, they will take clients out of that company and start their own business. Have you been faithful if you do that? In church, it happens as well. Somebody wants a big ministry, now they take people out of another church to start their own ministry. Small things, big things. Many churches are started through division, not through faithfulness. Companies started not because somebody is faithful, but because they've been divisive. If you start in that way, how will you end? If you end in that way, turn to the person next to you, say small things, big things. Tell them again, say small things, big things. We have the responsibility to teach people correctly. The book of Zechariah teaches us, do not despise the day of small beginnings. The day of small things. You know, when I think back now, look at this church here. I think about the day when we started the church, packed out 20 chairs. You know, thinking back, those 20 chairs were big. Now thinking back, it looks small, but it was big. 
The week after that, we had to buy another 20 chairs, 40 chairs. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. If God has called you to be a preacher to thousands, be faithful in the small things. Sometimes when we do small things, we think it's ordinary, but it has an extraordinary effect upon your life and those around you. Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. When you look at the life of David, when God anointed him, you can think it at something small, but it had a major impact upon his life. Something that we do that we consider small can be big for God. If you know that God has called you to do greater things, bigger things, go check yourself and make sure that you've been faithful in the small things. Small things matter to God. Small things are big to God. So we have to take that responsibility to focus upon the small things. Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. When God had anointed David, you can go read it, I'll go to it later. When God had anointed David, the presence of God was with him. Things started changing in his life. He was still looking after the sheep, but suddenly things started change, changing in his life. When a lion came, he could face a lion. When the bear came, he could face the bear. Saul, the Bible says, God's presence departed from him. He still went along being king. But God's presence was not with him. Sometimes when you do ordinary things like we dedicated babies this morning, dedicating them unto the Lord might seem ordinary, might seem like a small thing. But could the very, be the very thing, allowing the light of God's favor to shine upon that child's way, expelling all shades of darkness, changing things in their lives. Young people, listen to me. Be faithful in the small assignments that your parents give you around the house. When you are faithful in the small assignments, God can entrust you with bigger assignments. When God can entrust you with the small things, He can entrust you with the big things. If you can be faithful with another man's, God can entrust you with your own. The Bible even teaches us when it comes to the church eldership, when an elder is faithful with a small family at home, God can entrust him with the big family, the church. Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. Tell them again, say small things, big things. You know, David's brothers looked at him and saw him as small. Small. Not really any value. You have to look after the sheep. While well, God saw in him a king. Those around you may see you as small. They might see what you are doing as something that's small and insignificant. But when you are faithful with the small things... God will entrust you with the bigger things.
Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel 16. Verse 1. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I've rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I'm sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I've provided myself a king among his sons. Seems like something small to tell the prophet, take your horn and fill it with oil. Go to Bethlehem. Something ordinary. But God had planned something extraordinary. You know, when I think about this, just think about this for one minute. Saul is the king. Samuel anointed him. God is saying to him, it's time to move on. He says, go and anoint David. No, he doesn't say go and anoint David. He says, go to the house of Jesse in Bethlehem. He would think that God at least, if he could tell him go to Jesse's house, he could tell him which one of the sons is going to be king. Am I right? Am I the only one thinking like that? Do you know what this teaches us, family? Listen to me. Sometimes we want God to tell us everything. But God often wants you to go through a process of elimination. Because when he arrived there, you can go and look. When he looked at the eldest son, the biggest son, he said, surely this must be the Lord's anointed. And God said, no, I've rejected him. I've refused him. It's not him. Because you're looking outwardly, but I'm looking inwardly. I'm looking at his heart. You know what's very interesting? When you go to the book of Micah 5 verse 2, when it refers to Bethlehem, it calls Bethlehem small. The little place. I love this about God. Sometimes you are busy with things that seem insignificant. You feel like the smallest. Gideon, he said, I'm the least. He's sending Saul to Bethlehem, the little place. And when he gets there, Jesse brings all his sons out and he says, is there not another? He says, yes, there's the little one, the youngest one, the smallest one. He's looking after the sheep. He says, bring him. Family, listen to me. You might feel like insignificant. You might feel like small. But when God anoints you, things will start to change in your life. From that minute that God anointed David, his presence was with him. Things started changing. When a lion came to him, he could face a lion. When the bear came, he could face a bear. When the giant came, he could face a giant. Anointing might seem ordinary, might seem like something small. But when it's done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it empowers you to face challenges and difficulties. Samuel, take your horn of oil, something small, just go and anoint him. From that minute, things started changing. Anointing somebody, dedicating babies like this morning, might seem like something ordinary, something small, but it's sacred. When something's sacred and God is involved, things are about to change. 1 Samuel 16 verse 11. Just go there quickly. 
Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, but we will not sit down till he comes here. I like this. Has anybody ever felt small in this world? Felt insignificant? When God anoints you, things are about to change. Can I say this? Sometimes one of the mistakes that we make, we can over-dramatize something or we can downplay something. When David appeared before Saul, he didn't over-dramatize the fact that he killed a lion and a bear, but he also didn't downplay it. Sometimes we can over-dramatize things. Drama queens, amen? I think we've got kings these days as well, amen? Didn't appear before Saul, he said, you know what I just want to tell you? There was a time when I faced a fierce lion coming with me with his teeth and nails, and he wanted to attack me. No, he didn't over-dramatize it. Well, the bear, a bear came, stood up, straight 10 times higher than me. No, no, no. But he also didn't downplay it. He said, God had anointed me. The anointing that helped him to kill the bear was the anointing that helped me to kill the lion. It's the same anointing that will help me to kill this giant. So what God is doing in your life, don't downplay it. Sometimes we downplay things that are actually big. Bringing children here to be dedicated is big. It might seem like something small. Oh, we're just going to church to dedicate the babies. No, don't downplay it. When you are submitting, committing, dedicating it, children unto God, it's big. When you bring your children to church every Sunday and you teach them that pattern, that habit to come to church, don't play it down, oh, we're just going to church. No, no, no. You're not just going to church. You're going to worship the living Jesus in spirit and in truth. Connecting with heaven. Receiving empowerment from above. Don't downplay it. Amen. You know, many times we downplay something because we think people around us is going to make it small. When people are going through a difficulty, when you look at this, the Lord says to Samuel, how long will you mourn? How long will you be heart sore about Saul? He says, it's time to move on. Sometimes it's good to have somebody say, it's time to move on. But never downplay people's pain. Never downplay their suffering. Remember, something that could be big for you can be small for them. But you know, you've also got your things you are making big, which are actually small. Let me see your hand. <laughs> you know what they did to me? To me! That! That, that's nothing. Why are you upset about that? So your big thing can be small to somebody, and your small thing can be big to another person. Amen? Am I talking to the right people here? Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. Babies being dedicated, don't make it something small. It's big. You've dedicated them unto a big God. Have grace towards people when they face something that they feel is big. You could be the one to help them to just show how they can get over it. 
I know we can always downplay things, but don't do that. Amen? Sometimes when we're excited about something, we can downplay it. Because you think people are going to make it small. Amen? Don't make yourself small. You have a big God living on the inside of you. But you don't have to over-dramatize things as well. A small act of anointing somebody has a major impact. Small things, big things. I think if you don't know and picked up on the accent by now, but I'm actually Afrikaans, grew up Afrikaans. But it was a time when God spoke to me and he said, I want you to put your Afrikaans Bible aside and start reading English and start praying English. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do what I've called you to do. It seems like a small thing. Because actually, I actually said, God, what? Don't you understand Afrikaans? <laughs> but it wasn't about me. It's about what God wanted to do through me, touching people's lives. So never think that that small thing that God has asked you to do, never downplay it. Amen? There's so many testimonies that we have of the anointing oil. People, not even members of the church, calling me and saying, you sent oil to me or I collected oil the one day. People around me's lives have started to change. My life has started to change. Sometimes, sometimes it's just that small thing that you say, thank you. You look great. You know, I remember when we started the church, there was a leader that I, that I knew that, that came to me and he said, you know what? I know it will be a success. I know God will see you through. Years later, when I met him again, I said to him, you know what? That time when you said that, it meant so much to me. He says, what? Did I say that? He couldn't even remember that he said it. But it had an impact on my life. The same is true of you. You've said things to people that they, you don't even remember, but it's had an impact upon their lives. We want immediate results, but God is always looking at the eternal results. Sometimes we say something in anger that people carry as a big weight for decades. A comment that a parent makes to a child, a comment that a teacher makes, uncles, aunts, family, can build up or break down. Be careful of the small words that you say. Let them build up and not break down. Coming to church, bringing your family to church might seem like a small thing, but it's a big thing before God. Our words, yeah, it's raining, it, there's been storms, you've heard the wind. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says a boat in a storm where there's winds, big waves, says that boat is steered by a small little part. The same is true of the tongue. When you find your life in a storm, in difficulties, this small little part of your body can steer you in the right direction or the wrong direction. Small little words can have big impacts. 
Some people carry heavy loads because of small things that we've said. Can I speak to some married couples here? Can I give you some good advice? If you're married for longer than a year, you've probably had a disagreement. Am I talking to the right people? I've been married for 27 years. When you have a disagreement, don't go tell your mother, don't go tell your sister, don't go tell your auntie and your uncle. Because those words that you are speaking, that you think is small, you make me angry. She did this now again. That mother that loves you, her heart is going to be 10 times heavier than yours. Because that spouse is doing it to her little baby. And by the time you have forgiven and you're all lovey-dovey again, that mother or that auntie or that father is still sitting with a heavy heart. Am I talking to the right people here? Because then you pitch up suddenly at home and it's a small thing that was resolved now but you didn't communicate that. And your spouse comes to your family home to meet your parents again for a dinner and you all smiling. But when they walk in, mommy or daddy is all angry. A small thing now has become a big thing. You know you're going to resolve it. Or if you don't resolve it, go to somebody that can help you come to the church. Am I talking to the right people here? A small thing can have a big impact. John 6 verse 9. Jesus wants to feed the multitudes, a huge crowd. He says, what can we give to the people? What do the disciples say? They say, there's somebody here with some loaves and two small fish. But how far can it go with this huge crowd, this big crowd? The small fish in your hand can solve a big problem for the kingdom of God. The small thing in your hand that God blesses can feed the multitudes. One of the biggest mistakes people make when they say they want to do big things for God, they want to wait for those big things to come to do the big things for God. But what are you doing with the small things right now? Stop telling God you're going to do big things for Him and start being faithful in the small things. Many times people say, I want to give a big amount to the church. What are you doing with the small amounts? God is not interested in the big amount. Do you think a big amount compared to what heaven has got is a big amount? No, it's small. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is looking at the small things. Start being faithful in the small things. Jesse called David small. Samuel anointed him as king. What people call small, God will view it completely different. Mark chapter 12, verse 42, the widow. You must look at the Passion Translation. It says the, this widow gave two small copper coins. What did Jesus say? He said, this is the biggest offering, the biggest giver here today is this lady who gave the two small coins. Because God is looking at your heart. 
See, the rest gave it up their abundance. She gave what her life depended upon. That which people considered small, when she gave, God said, that's big. Called his disciples, said, come here, come have a look. See these two small copper coins? This is the biggest giver here today. Turn to the person next to you and say, small things, big things. Family, listen to me. There's nothing small about faithfulness. There's nothing small about coming to church. There's nothing small about putting God first. What seems small in your hand can be big in God's eyes. What seems small coming to church is big in the eyes of God. Small things, big things. Don't ever feel that you're insignificant. The small that you are doing, the little things that you are doing. I was thinking when I was preparing, I was thinking about the vegetable garden. When we started with the vegetable garden, the first time when I walked, I thought, this is big. And even when I saw the spinach growing, I thought, yes, this is big. This is like great. Now they've made it 10 times bigger. What, what feels big right now, tomorrow can be small. Now I'm thinking, okay, after this, what's it going to be big? What are the small things that you still have to do this year before God can entrust you with the big things next year? Small things, big things. What are the small things? I met with somebody, and we were discussing this about the small things, and that's the biggest mistake a lot of us step into. We want to do the big things for God, but while we're waiting to do the big things, we neglect the small things. But Jesus says, I'm focusing upon the small things. Small things, big things. Samuel, I want you to go to a small town. There's somebody that everybody calls small. Even his brothers think he's small. But I want you to anoint him because I have a purpose for him. The little boy, what has he got in his hands? What can we feed him? Two little fish. Two little fish in the hands of God can solve a problem. The two small coins, just be faithful with that. That can become a huge offering to have a big impact on people's lives. Two little words, just thank you. God bless. Might seem very ordinary, small, but it can lift up somebody's spirit. Coming to church might seem small, but there's nothing small in being faithful to God, being faithful to His Word. It's not about the sacrifice. It's about the obedience. Do you feel weak? Jesus says, small faith, mustard seed faith. It's all I need to move the mountain in your life. It's not the big prayers that we pray, the small prayer, but it's how much faith is in that prayer. But even that mustard seed faith, God has given it to you. Small things, big things. What seems small to you in the natural has got an extraordinary huge, big effect in the spirit. Make a decision to say small things, big things, small things, big things. The things that seem big today, when you are faithful tomorrow, they'll be small. And God will take you from where, he, where you find yourself right now to where God wants you to be. Small things, big things. A small instrument in the hand of a big God 
is much more useful than a big shot in the world without God. Let's make a decision. The small things to bring our children to church, ourselves to come to church, to teach them to put the kingdom of God first. Those small things to give to the Lord, to put God first, to pray, to read our Bibles. Those things seem small, but they become big. The things that we view from a natural point as small, those things are big to God. Let's be faithful in the small things so that God can entrust us with the big things. See you, Precious Father, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, place wisdom in our hearts, knowledge in our hearts, understanding in our hearts to value the small things, the things that you look at and see us bigger, Lord. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, thank you that you open doors for your people. Cause your light to shine upon all their ways, O oh Lord. And we give you praise for that. Take us as a church, as a family, from where we are to where you want us to be and perfect everything concerning us in this season. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. I want you right now to put your right hand on your heart and raise your other hand to heaven. And I want you to pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. Well, you know, the Bible teaches us praying this simple, small prayer, acknowledging that Jesus died and that he's alive, brings salvation into your life. It might seem small, but for God, it's big. When you confess that his son died for you and that he's alive, you receive salvation. Amen. I want to encourage you, if you've prayed that prayer, um, for the first time, or maybe previously you've prayed it, but you've just come back to the Lord. Remember, your past is over. Don't talk about your past anymore. Turn to the person next to you and say, your past is over. Family, listen to me. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of defeat and failure. God is taking you out of Egypt into the promised land. Amen. So I want to encourage you, find a living church. If you stay in the area and you've prayed this prayer, we have to take responsibility for you. We want to take responsibility for you to teach you to grow in the things of the Lord. Are you from far? Go find a living church and get involved so that you can grow in the things of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.